Hello, my love. Welcome back to another podcast episode with this new podcast name being Returning to the Earth. Um, I've tried making so many podcasts since, or episodes since um, making new art and a new name for this. And um, I don't know, it doesn't feel right. And that's why my old podcast name and art did not feel right either. And that's why I changed it. And I thought that this would stick more because when I first did it, it brought a lot of serotonin, except it was um it was quick and so I'm at this place where I'm entirely lost and um I've heard this quote so many times and I know that the universe is speaking to me um and that quote is it's okay to feel lost you've never been this version of you before and if, I know that um and within that I am terrified at that I've never like before during COVID time frame I, I had a Oh God, I think it's going to be flagged. Anyhow, if it's going to be, it's going to be. Um, I was really, really confused on my just like existence in general. But I also know that I, I felt like I couldn't really pursue anything because I wasn't even done with high school yet. So I was focusing on just graduating and literally just like reading and getting into trauma healing and, you know, everything else under the sun, reading Ram Dass, reading Eckhart Tolle, reading um, Pema Khandran, reading Thich Nhat Hanh, reading um, every self-help book underneath the sun, um, reading, listening, watching things on YouTube, listening to podcasts, talking to people, creating community, creating this podcast, um, you know, sharing more things on social media. And so then as I started getting ready to graduate and getting closer and closer, I developed this community on Instagram where then uh, I felt like it didn't resonate with me anymore either. So I deleted that Instagram and created a new one. And I want it to be more like a digital diary of poetry and of just things in my mind. But for some reason, the way that I thought it was going to have an interactive aspect with the community just has not come through with the way that I was expecting or hoping or wishing or, you know, begging for I guess and so I've been a little bit disappointed within myself even though that does not reflect my work it reflects it's rejection and that's protection um it's just not meant to take off right now but within that it's extremely discouraging because um I've started making this podcast more of a digital diary but people don't like that as much because it's not as constructive with clear-cut advice it's more me talking about what's happening in life and how I'm working through it and so my podcast before being about this one particular issue in this human experience and then me saying this this and that is how you heal yourself from it I also realized that you might not ever be completely healed from that and that it's more of an observation thing and so again it felt very capitalistic for me to be like you're a self-improvement project this is what's wrong with you listen to my podcast fix this about you and you'll be healed because I thought that's how it was that's why I was reading all these things and watching all these things and listening to all these things is because I thought I'd be healed in order to become a life coach in order to teach others how to love their life again but the more that I did this the more I realized it didn't feel right to who and what I was becoming and so I don't know who I am I don't know what I've become I don't know and I'm trying to be lost within the mystery because life has been abruptly chaotic and abruptly beautiful lately um and within that it's extremely dissatisfying for things to not work out the way that you want control over them to be and again rejection is protection and I actually 
just journaled about something that I saw on TikTok that I do want to read. Um, and so before I do that, last night I was having like a manic episode. There were some misplaced things on the farm. I didn't know where anything was. I was already having a chaotic moment where I felt very displaced, very um, overstimulated. I wanted to cry. I wanted to scream. I wanted to laugh. I felt so overwhelmed. I didn't know if I still wanted to be here. I didn't want to leave at the same time. I was just like, I feel like I belong nowhere. I feel I belong somewhere. And I do not like that feeling of being so lost in the mystery. And I thought, and I kept talking about how much I loved that. But the deeper that I got into that mystery aspect, I was like, I don't like this because I don't have control over the mystery. And so within that, things are unfolding in these mysterious ways that are unknown to me. And then I'm learning all these things about myself that I never knew I would be learning at this point in my life because, again, it's unpredicted um, that I just don't know what to do with it. And how I used to cope, how I used to process, um, I felt like maybe we're in more healthy ways. Like before I had awful anxiety last year where I, again, I was agoraphobic. I bring this up, I feel like every episode, but it's just a key part to the story. If this is your first episode, um, I couldn't leave the house. I wanted to travel. I was just about graduated, but I literally could not do anything. I felt, um, stuck in my body. I felt stuck in my home. I felt stuck in my room. I felt like I could not do anything in once I started learning and I read this book called Anxiety Rx um, by Russell Kennedy, I it healed something within me and now I can help others with anxiety. And so I was just like, oh my God, this is the piece. This is where I can help and heal people. But then I realized that I am still healing from a lot of things that I can't even tell others how to heal. And I don't have to be fully healed to help, but it felt not right of me to just be giving advice and telling other people they had to be improvement projects when I constantly felt like one too and I don't want anybody to feel that feeling because feeling like you have to heal from something makes healing not fun and healing should be fun in a way of you want to help yourself and you want to love people more and you want to love yourself more it should never be a project and so yeah let me quickly get to the spot and then I might read some poetry that I also wrote on some of these feelings I'm just kind of existentialist but where is it um quickly before i get into this so yeah i was feeling very overwhelmed yesterday so i ended up sitting by this willow tree and it was really cute because the goats came up to the fence and started like nibbling on the willow tree branches um which my favorite song by hosier one of them is that would i um would that yeah that would i i'm pretty sure wait would that i I don't feel like looking it up actually so if it comes across to you look it up and it will pop up I think either way um and I recently had this interaction with this tree where it told me to listen to that song and connected to what was happening in life and it resonated extremely deeply and so I was crying about this tree having an existential moment a manic episode and like like a neurodivergent breakdown I guess you could call it and um these so these goats were nibbling on the branches as they were swaying in the wind and when the wind would sway them towards the goat's mouth they would bite the branches off and I found it to be a very interesting moment um and then I at the end of it some people passed me by I didn't really feel like talking until right before one of the people that has been a very poetic figure recent in my life um came by I got this message from the willow tree that I the reason why I feel so pulled apart in a million and six pieces is because I don't have a goal and so I was like okay this is my goal this is I've been wanting to do this one thing for for 
the past two years. I write it in my journal. Every few months, I get new journals, and I'm like, this is the beginning. This is the top goal of my list. I'm going to do it, and then I don't, and I wanted to do it before. I wanted to publish a book before coming out here to Washington State, but then I was talking to the person I was living with at the time, and they're like, you're putting too much pressure on yourself, and I was like, I know. Then I got discouraged, and I shut down, and I was like, I'm not going to do it, Um, and now I'm picking up on poetry again, but I'm not just doing it in the self-improvement way where I'm just like looking at all the happy things, but I'm looking at the deepest, darkest versions of myself and letting it come up into something entirely different, but adding a magical ring around it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I wrote down this goal and I started looking at it today and I got discouraged again and I'm like, I'm going to do it. And so I'm looking at that and then this video pops up um, and it's called, or she's started speaking it's a little bit off topic a little bit not but I think it resonates and I'll circle back to why and it's unrequited love um and that is one-sided love and she's like I don't believe in unrequited love and I've I've heard that in like very poetic books like Shakespearean type of beats philosophy majors type of way um but I have never heard it in just a nonchalant poetic way and so I'm like okay so what is unrequited love so I started doing some research and then um she started talking about more in the video is someone not wanting you is a fundamental incompatibility and I always thought that when somebody didn't want me or they rejected me or even my parents abandoned me in emotional needs or any other person abandoned me in a physical way or a mental way um I always thought there was something excruciatingly wrong with me and so I've changed myself all my life in order to fit into a mold of somebody else's perception of love. So I've been a hundred and ten characters. I don't know how many times I've fallen in and in and out of love with ideas of people um, but I've changed myself I feel like every single goddamn time to try to fit their idea of love and that's why people don't stick in my life is because I'm not me I'm who I want them to be so that they won't abandon my needs and so I won't have to abandon myself and so um so she said unrequited love is not real it just it's when somebody doesn't like you it's or let me reword my words. Someone not wanting you is a fundamental incompatibility. That's just how it is. Um, she said some statements like, thank you so much for sharing, for showing me where my energy is no longer belonging. Like, instead of telling somebody, well, fuck you for, you know, fucking breaking my heart, it's thank you for showing me where my energy no longer belongs, but that where I can put and displaced somewhere else because it had been displaced in that moment and I can put it somewhere else it doesn't have to be a displacement it can just be where am I going to put my energy towards instead um and I will not um convince you to love me because I believe I am lovable that's the other statement as I always believed that I had to convince these people to love me so again I would change myself to be like oh, well, I know you like this thing, so I'm going to do this thing for you because I know that you like it in order to convince you that you do love me because it's familiar to you. But in reality, I don't like that I have to perform in this way in order to get your attention. But I never noticed that. It was like a subconscious thing. And so telling yourself that um, 
I will not have to convince the other person in any way, whether this is a family thing and a relationship or just a friendship saying, I will not convince you to love me because I believe that I'm very lovable just the way that I am. I feel like I've really been struggling lately too, or not struggling. I finally have come to this place in which I am happy that somebody does not like me. And I've always struggled. Like when somebody does not like me, that just means that they don't see my softness as a good thing, but they see it as a weakness. And I'm a very soft, loving person. I, I laugh at everything because I find humans so funny. Coming down to burps, farts, making little cracking little jokes. Um, I find humans hilarious. And so I am, I'm a very giggly, bubbly person. I make random noises, make people laugh. I love laughing at other people's human things. Um, I laugh at animals, I laugh at the way certain things, you know, whatever they're doing, what they're doing, and I also am a very poetic person, so, and I've also been told that that is something wrong with me, that I shouldn't be so poetic or so deep thinking, but that's who I am. I will literally see the wind flying through, or over here there's a double-headed sunflower. Are you shitting me? Those are, those were sisters that wanted... And these are, these are sunflowers that don't even face the sun. There's something incredibly poetic about these sunflowers. They don't even face the sun. They're starving for water. And one of them is two-headed. Like, tell me that is not a poetry book within itself. Like, these are like sister flowers that grew together to try to keep each other nourished as much as possible. Next to all these other sunflowers that also are turning the wrong way. And they look funny and they're starving for water. But these sunflowers have one another. Like, isn't that beautiful? And so things like this and like that. And so I'm learning that when somebody doesn't laugh at my joke, they look at me funny funny they think I'm an overthinker or an, a too deep of a person it does not reflect upon who I am as a person but it doesn't even reflect on who they are it's just we're we're fundamentally incompatible with the way that we see the world and that's completely okay to me I'm okay being in a statement of loneliness apparently that's the only way that I can word it um if that means that I will eventually if I say who I am in my authenticity I will find people that will not need to change me or I will not need to change in order to make them laugh or in order to feel loved but my love is enough and my loyalty is enough and my comical side is enough for them and I have I think one person in my life who fully accepts me for my deepness they might not always get it but they accept me for my deepness they accept me for my I make them laugh till their stomach hurts and they make me laugh till my stomach hurts. And that is a perfect connection in my opinion. We make each other laugh, awesome, besties. Um, so yeah, and then the other thing that I wrote down is, and I only feel like I have that one person who fully can like just accept me in my funky humanness and I can accept them in theirs. Um, and they're also my, the longest friendship I've ever had and I find that poetic within itself. Um, but this one I also wrote down is, I do not chase, I attract, rejection is protection, things for me will not pass me by, and opportunities for me will not pass me by, and I always think that if I don't put myself out there, opportunities are also going to pass me by. I have extreme FOMO, and I don't know where that came from, probably somewhere in childhood, as everything else does, and so... I constantly think like I'm also missing out and so even when I don't want to do something I will force myself to do that because what if I miss an opportunity but opportunities that are for you are not pass you by and the most interesting anomalies that I've witnessed is when 
people put themselves out of their way to make them liked and then they liked by this person I want that person to like me and then those two people fall out of friendship or romance or whatever the situation is and then the attention then gets turned towards on me because they see my authenticity is what they wanted that time that whole time but it took patience for both parties to finally be able to find each other but that's also scary because I feel like I'm constantly running out of time as a society we're told oh we have all this time we like the average living is 77 to 80 years of life I want to live to be 120 I want to live to be on fucking tv or in the newspaper for being the oldest bitch alive like respectfully I want to live my best life I want to go skydiving at 99 years old I want to be that old lady that is just dope that lives on a cute little ranch somewhere people come and interview me and I've been writing poetry for 50 years and I have always a kettle of warm tea on and you know I just giggle and maybe my teeth have all fallen out and that's okay because I'm content in life I don't know but that's the life that I want for myself and so but within that I've talked to the older generations like 70 to 80 years old the life expectancy and they're like yeah I remember when I was your age and it felt like it was yesterday and I'm like that is terrifying Maybe I should not have asked you these deep questions because now I'm contemplating my reality. Like, I'm like... And every choice we choose to make makes us feel like there's going to be a repercussion 10 steps down the road. And there's a certain quote by Robin Williams that says the same thing. And I listened to it the other day and so I'm hearing it in my head. And so I think so many people feel this, but nobody knows how to put it into words or nobody knows how to connect with it because they're scared to feel that and that is scary within itself so I am uh, I don't know this is me unpacking all of that that I've been feeling that I feel like I'm gonna sound crazy if I post about it um but that's the other thing is people that will make me sound like I'm crazy they don't have to like me um, if I saw or heard somebody speaking like this, I would immediately go up to them and be like, fuck yeah. You want to be friends? Do you want to go sit by the river and put our toes in the ice cold water and just lay in the sun and, you know, chat about the, I don't know, chat about the ants that are crossing the log. Like, I don't know, things like this and things like that. And people that are for you are not going to pass you by. And I know that's so discouraging and that's where I am right now. Honestly, I don't even believe it when I say it because I've been passing up a lot of opportunities that just don't feel right and I just have to trust that they're okay. Um, And I'm also the kind of person that I want to be wanted and if I don't feel wanted in a workplace, if I don't feel wanted in a place of family or friends or romance, I won't go for it. If you like me, I want to feel that because when I like somebody... I will let them know how much I love them, appreciate them, um, want them to be in my life. I will give them hugs. I'm a very affectionate person. I will, you know, I will write you love letters and I will tell you how your voice reminds me of the wind or, you know, whatever. Um, And those are my kind of people. I love that so much. Um, 
And sometimes it's so difficult to have the patience to wait on people that are like-minded to you. Because as humans, we also don't like to feel lonely. So thank you for coming to my TED Talk. And um, I'm going to just try to keep sticking it out. Again, this podcast doesn't really feel like mine anymore. I feel like I'm in constant competition with others in my life or that used to be in my life. And I just want things to feel like they're mine and not anybody else's. And they used to feel like that. But within the way my life is changing, my goals, my ambitions are completely changed. They're completely changing. I don't even know what they are to where what I used to know and what I used to love, I don't love or know anymore. They feel very distant um, and very dead. And I want to live with passion and not with just okayness. I want to want to go somewhere that feels like a fuck yes. Or I want to date somebody that makes me feel so good about myself or be friends with people that make me feel so appreciated. Um, And if I don't, I don't want it. To be human is to live with unbearable passion for things. And that's what the name of this episode is. I fucking love you. I'm sending you a big, fat, juicy forehead kiss and a big-ass hug where we rock back and forth and pat each other's backs. And we hug for 11 seconds. Because for healing to happen in human bodies, you need to hug for 8. And 11 even better. And apparently, we're supposed to get, like, 13 hugs a day to, like, actually heal us. And... I grew up with getting maybe a hug a month, and then at that, hugs, I feel like, were always a thing that was like, oh, this is my apology, but it's not like an apology, and then, so I never knew I was an affectionate person until I got friends that felt affectionate, but things have fallen out of friend groups, and, you know, other human anomalies have happened, and so, it's a, it's a funny thing be human in general so anyhow um hug somebody that you're around and tell them how much you love them and i'm gonna go do the same and i yeah fuck you Uh, not fuck you fuck everything else i wanted to say fuck everything else and fuck you came out maybe i'm saying fuck you to people that fucking suck ass that make you feel bad about yourself respectfully unrespectfully whatever you choose but again i love you and i'll talk to you when i talk to you bye bye